It's 2021, and the world is absolutely filled with cognitive distortions. Hi, my name is Jared. Welcome to Incremental Health Tips. Welcome to Incremental Health Tips. I'm joined with my co-host, Liz. And today, we felt like this was a really important topic for us to cover. We're going to be discussing cognitive distortions. Now, before we get into the nitty-gritty of cognitive distortions, I want to go over one really basic, simple concept in cognitive psychology. Uh, It's very intuitive and simple to understand, but it's really critical in order to really cement why this concept is important. How we think impacts how we feel, which in turn impacts how we behave, which impacts also how we think. And so if you can imagine that cycle and how it goes round and round, that is essentially the cognitive psychology perspective on humans. Now, of that cycle, the part of that cycle we're most able to impact or affect is the thinking part. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Liz, briefly, can you talk about just what is a really simple definition for what cognitive what is the cognitive distortion so the term cognitive distortions is commonly used in cognitive behavioral therapy it refers to negative thoughts that usually they're just automatic thoughts that come into your head they're very negative and they're the kind of thoughts that are depleting to you And usually these thoughts are distorted in some way, and there's a few different ways in which they can be distorted. And so people recognize this, and then they figured out different ways of explaining it in order to help people understand this and become more aware of it. Okay, so it's a concept that comes up in therapy. Uh, We'll touch on this a little bit later, too. Uh, Liz's background is more in counseling and psychotherapy. Mine is in industrial and organizational psychology, and so that's psychology of the workplace and psychology of groups of people and organizations. And we actually talk a lot about it, too, because cognitive distortions really are very pervasive in our daily lives and can impact us in a lot of really meaningful ways. So there are lots, but Liz, what's a couple examples of really common cognitive distortions that you come across? So one that I've seen come up a lot with my clients is labeling. So someone will label themselves with a negative label, like I'm a bad mom or I'm a failure. And these labels aren't helpful because they're usually, they don't have any real meaningful definition and there's no way to make a change to address this, the way that the problem's been labeled. Another one is overgeneralization. So someone will say, everyone hates me because they had a bad experience with someone. It doesn't mean that everyone hates them, but that's how they're feeling. And so another one is emotional reasoning, which really relates to, I feel, therefore I think it's true. So if they feel like people hate them, then they believe that people hate them. 
So a lot of it, it sounds like, is based on whether or not what you're thinking is supported by evidence or, or fact. Like calling yourself a loser, for example, you might feel like a loser, but, but there may not be facts to support that assertion. So that's that's one of the important aspects. Uh, a couple that have come up for me very quite quite commonly is uh, there's there's a cogn- a cognitive distortion called disqualifying the positive. So that's rejecting positive experiences by thinking they're unimportant and or fueled by ulterior motives or along these sorts of lines. So. An example of how this can manifest in the workplace, and maybe maybe those listening have felt this, but maybe a a manager thinks an employee is doing a good job. So to reward this employee, they might say, okay, you can choose your next project. You want to do this or do you want to do this? It's up to you. Which choosing your project can be... a kind of a a reward for doing a good job but that employee might feel like well he's just dumping more work on me or feel like the employee may feel like they are not appreciated by by their manager and really the opposite is true so it's important that we take the negative things or the downsides of things in context and in proportion to the positive things so that we're actually looking at these objectively. Uh, Another really uh, common one is called mind reading. So that's concluding that someone is thinking something negative about you when there are no facts or evidence to support that conclusion. So for example, you might have a bad interaction with somebody uh, in you know, you might not know this person well and have a bad interaction with them and you might think that that person really doesn't like you. While that person may not have liked that interaction with you, that does not mean the person that, well, that says nothing about how the person actually thinks of you as a person. So that's just a couple really, uh, like there's obviously, there's dozens more, but that's a couple uh, really common cognitive distortions that uh, that have been discussed in uh, in industrial and organizational psychology. Uh, so we could go on and talk a lot about all the different other types of cognitive distortions, but how do we recognize cognitive distortions and how can people work to identify them and address them? Well, I think first, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, you might just try Googling the term cognitive distortions, and you should be able to come up with a list that introduces you to the topic. There's a lot of stuff on websites like Psychology Today or other um, psychological practices that have information out there already. Um, Or you could join one of our events that we're having over the next couple months to learn more about it. Um, but the first part of it is raising your awareness. And I find a lot of people, they don't have experience with challenging their own thoughts. The thoughts come into their mind and they just assume it to be true. And 
they really react to it as if these thoughts are detrimental and that they're hopeless and it becomes paralyzing for them. And the thing is, that's not true. Thoughts are only thoughts. And when they become paralyzing, you have to find a way to address them so that way you can move forward. And so one of the skills that cognitive therapy teaches is that you need to test out your thoughts. You need to test out your assumptions about what's going on. So for example, if a good friend of yours walks by you and they didn't say hi, you might think, oh, they're mad at me, they didn't say hi. And you need to challenge that thought and consider, well, are there other reasons? Could they have just been in a rush? Or did they have a lot on their mind? So they just didn't notice me. They didn't see me there, even though I was trying to say hi. Um, you know, that's a really common situation that comes up. And uh, it's one of those things you, you can very easily get caught in cognitive distortions. Uh, just personally, one one thing that has helped me and is first if you're tired you're not going to be thinking clearly and if you're hungry you're not going to be thinking clearly and so asking yourself am i tired or am i hungry and dealing with that issue to the extent that you can you might not be able to take a nap in the middle of the middle of the day but you can commit to yourself that i'm going to th- I'm going to revisit this again maybe after I've had a good night's sleep and a cup of coffee the next day Uh, or, you know, after lunch because oftentimes just little things like eating a meal can make a really big difference in how clearly we can think. Um, I just to just to also carry on to that point about awareness, there are lots of free resources for anybody who wants to go deeper. Uh, there's a book by Dr. David Burns called Feeling Good that goes over a lot of a lot of the psychology of cognitive distortions and actually goes into quite a lot of detail and it's and it's not meant for academic scholars uh, it, it's it's meant for the everyday reader and so that book would be highly recommended if you wish to learn more about it as well are there any other strategies that uh, that people can use. So the book is a good place to start as well. Um, It teaches things like uh, thought records and different ways of testing out your thoughts and challenging them. So it's got a few different strategies in the book, like prediction tasks um, that help you to think through alternatives. I find in therapy, if I give people a list of cognitive distortions, they can usually pick out the ways in which their thoughts are distorted, but they still struggle with coming up with an alternative thought that's a little more realistic. And I think it's one of those things, it takes practice. And if you haven't been practicing it, you're going to struggle. And that's one of the reasons that therapy can be quite helpful. So when should somebody seek therapy if they're struggling with cognitive distortions? I think you could try a self-help book first or, you know, search some blogs and see if that helps. Uh, If you do some practice before you start therapy, then it'll make the therapy process easier. 
So instead of, you know, going in and having to have the therapist teach you how to do a thought record, if you already know how to do that, you can come in on the first session and say, here's what I've been doing. And it will make the therapy process a lot quicker to do some of that work yourself. But I'd say if you're struggling, it's good to check in with a therapist, it's good to get help and um, ask those questions. You don't know what you don't know until you ask. Well, and the other thing, too, is finding somebody, um, I don't want to say accountability partner, but finding somebody you can talk to about some of your thoughts. Like if you have, uh, I don't know, problems at work, uh, you can find a coworker who really uh, is unafraid to tell you something you disagree with, but you get along. Because it's important that you just don't get somebody who's just going to agree with your perspective necessarily. But sometimes um, producing the alternate thoughts, even if you can't do that, sometimes just getting different perspectives can really help sort of start that process. And so getting other perspectives and not being afraid to ask people for other perspectives, obviously in a way that's appropriate and if it's at work professionally, but getting feedback is is not something you should shy away from. And, uh, you know, if you feel like you had a bad interaction with a person, you can always have a follow-up interaction with them or the next time just take notice and, you know, maybe that experience will be better or that interaction will be better. So, and I mean, sometimes we have bad interactions with people because they're just having a bad day and they're not thinking about how they're coming across. So it doesn't mean they're irritated with you. It could be something else is going on for them. But I think it's a good point to go to someone that you trust to ask them to try to help you recognize and come up with alternatives. I think as well, people can ask themselves What would you say to someone else? If someone else came to you with the same negative thoughts, how would you respond to them? What would you tell them as an alternative thought? How would you help someone else? Because sometimes thinking about it, you know, if you were saying it to your best friend, having this conversation, and um, you might have an easier time coming up with an alternative thought if you think of it as someone else saying these things to you instead of the way you feel about it. So this entire concept of cognitive distortions is something that people more so apply individually, but we can see it. Uh, I mean, everybody, we've had a rough year over 2020 and social media, everybody, uh, well, I think everybody can clearly see that the environment of social media is getting considerably more toxic and as as these sorts of dynamics and polarization unfolds we can see these you know uh, we can see emotional reasoning everywhere and so i think we're gonna yeah there's a lot more that we can say and there's a lot more we can we can cover on this but i think we'll we'll conclude by what are some ways that we can address or help others see the light of, you know, maybe the way their thinking is not clear and pointing out cognitive distortions and dealing with them in our relationships outside of ourselves? 
I mean, if you're noticing it in someone else, I think a very gentle way to do it would be to just share something like this podcast with them. It can be really hard when you're trying to address it for someone else. I think the best place to start is recognizing your own thoughts and getting used to addressing your own thoughts. It'll make it easier to address it when you see it come up for other people. Well, the other thing, too, uh, is rather than confront them about they're not thinking clearly about it. Also, one approach could be just to approach them with an alternative perspective than, than theirs. Obviously not in an argumentative way, but uh, in, in the corporate world, some organizations will actually assign somebody to do nothing but devil's advocate against the group, whatever the group's ideas are. Somebody to come up with reasons why those ideas are not viable or why other ideas are better, even if the person agrees with those ideas. And this way, the idea of this is then that there's a discussion, a healthy discussion and a debate of ideas and the best ideas win. Because oftentimes, at least in the corporate world, there's a lot of people who agree, get together and talk about what they agree on and do that. And maybe that's not the best thing to do. So alternative perspectives, I think it's really important to surround yourself and provide those as much as possible. And it helps others see and consider other points of view and possibly alternative thoughts. I think that that's about all the time we have today. But to learn more, please check out our events on our website, incrementalhealthtips.com. Also follow us on Twitter at Incremental Tips and Facebook at just our name, Incremental Health Tips. Thank you very much for joining us today. We appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next time.